Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. I personally really like lesbian because it comes first in the acronym and I am a Capricorn. Yeah. So I like you need that validation right up front. Yeah. yeah. I just need I'm very that. competitive. I know whenever I see GLBT, I'm like, uh, excuse me, it's LGBT. I'm diking out, you're diking out. Let's dike out together. See what it's all about. Diking out, diking out, diking out, diking out. Hi, and welcome to Diking Out, a podcast hosted by the second most talented lesbian duo with someone named Sarah. I'm Carolyn <laughs> Bergier. And I'm Sarah York. And today we're diking out with comedian Anique Adele about navigating gender. Uh, Anique performs regularly at LA's Laugh Factory, LA's Comedy Store, and has performed at San Francisco's Sketch Fest and Atlanta's Laughing Skull Festival. But most importantly, Anique did our show at Stonewall this past week. Welcome I- to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Did you have a fun time at Stonewall? Oh my God. It was one of a kind. It was amazing. The people were laughing. It was just perfect. Right. As a room full of babes. Yep. Yep. All laughing, having a time. Yeah. A lot of fun. We did it again. Yeah. We did it again. Uh, We're getting the hang of this, aren't we? Yeah. I know I posted this on Instagram, but I did make everybody listen to the restaurant scene from the movie Carol and... (laughs) Uh, I was honestly surprised how long it took for people to catch on because I know from like the first clinking of the silverware, I'm right, like, I know right. where this is going. You're like, this is a gay clink. Yeah. I know this sound. Yeah. <laughs> this is a 1950s restaurant. <laughs> weird oh, lunch. Yeah. <laughs> weird fancy lunch between <laughs> two mismatched women. Uh, our next show is going to be October 28th. And uh, I'm going to change up the vest I'm wearing. So come for Great. that. <laughs> I've been wearing the same leather vest every single show. It's be, you're sort of like a Steve Jobs situation where it's like, I'm just going to wear the same thing every time. It is. You don't have to think about it. I do change the shirt underneath. And <laughs> uh, I try to find really gay shirts. This time it was a giant kitten. That's pretty gay. Yeah. 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 So that. Because that's what lesbians do like in the eighth week of a new relationship is adopt a, a, kit- a, a kitten in peril. Yeah. That is in a shelter that needs... Needs us. I'm sure that that <laughs> the actual kitten on my shirt was from that scenario. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I'm going to get right into this, but I yeah. met Tegan and Sarah. <laughs> yeah, you met Tegan and Sarah. That's pretty and major. And it was crazy uh, because, one, I mean, I've been a fan of theirs since the early 2000s. Yeah. And... Uh, Tegan, I don't know about Sarah, but Tegan at least said that she has listened to Diking Out and she thinks I'll we're funny. It. And I was dying. I was yeah. dying. I was dying right there. I was trying, I was very proud of myself for keeping composed because I didn't know what I was going to say to them when I met them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, we had been in talks with their managers about trying to get them on the podcast. And it's just a matter of scheduling right now. They have um, a tour going on so they're very busy and they have days of vocal rest so they can't talk for an hour yeah um 
but they have their memoir called High School that came out. I've already read it. It's really great if you want to uh, relive (laughs) those awesome years of your life. But also just like it's cool to hear their story. And Uh it's really interesting to hear that, you know, they're both figuring out their sexuality and did not talk to each other about it. Like, can you imagine just I mean, like I thought twins were supposed to be like super in tune with each other about everything. Like no. if one of them like burned her hand on a stove, the other one would know, so, you know, but they didn't know that each other were gay. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. So it's like they, well, they kind of, I think like Tegan kind of figured it out what was going on mm-hmm. with, with Sarah, but then they just like never talked about it. Uh, and like, didn't talk about it for, a while and mm-hmm. it was just kind of like this thing that they were both dealing with independently but never thought to you know hey maybe we should yeah like isn't this crazy maybe we have this in common since our dna is identical yeah <laughs> but no it's all about like how much they uh did not get along and like how ferociously they they fought and do you um, think they ever uh had crushes on the same person they had to have i don't know maybe yeah wait what's the story they're both they're both, they're both lesbians. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're both lesbians. Mm. They're Canadians. If you aren't familiar with Tegan and Sarah, no. they're twins from uh, Calgary, and they, uh, you they're know, a musical band. Like, yeah, they're a band. Yeah. They they've made it pretty big. Yeah, they and kind of straight out the gate, and you'll the story goes through kind of like how they got to just being you know twins in Calgary to. Uh, musicians getting signed because they got signed like right out of high school. So things happened for them pretty fast. It wasn't like years of them like struggling at open mics or anything like that. Um, And then their, their career trajectory has just been like steadily up until, you know, probably peaking when they performed at the Oscars, I think for the, they were nominated for um, the Lego movie for the song. Everything is awesome. Yeah. Wow. I love Uh, that song. Yeah, but they, so I've seen them live a bunch of times, um, including this past tour, and they are some of my favorite performers to see live. They, and part of it is their banter on stage. They are the two funniest people. They're so funny. It makes me want to quit comedy. (laughs) I was like, why are they so effortlessly right? I've funny. seen that happen at like music, you know, music shows. It's always lesbian musicians. It's yeah. all very funny. Jenny I feel Owen like Young's because you don't have funny. to be funny, like people yeah. are like don't expect it. And when you're funny, people are like, oh my god, they appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man, yeah. The flip side yeah. though is that when musicians try to be funny and they're not, yeah, and they're not, that's that, that gets awkward. I'm uh, like, can you just <laughs> strum the guitar and do the thing you're good at? <laughs> we have seen that happen, <laughs> unfortunately. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, That's funny. Yeah, so the and then they put this album out at the same time as the the memoir, and the album is all songs that they wrote as teenagers. Wow, that they re-recorded as adults. I don't want to see a single thing I wrote as a teenager ever again. Exactly. Yeah. Are the, are the topics even still the same? You're like, oh my god, my first. They're singing about like Y two K. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no. about being grounded. Yeah, yeah. About fighting over the the phone line, it's call like waiting. An orange iMac computer on their on their desktop. <laughs> yeah, there's an entire nice. song called <laughs> "Call Waiting." It's just, no, nice. uh, no, they're they're great songs about like relationships, about like hiding who they really are, not being mm. able to talk about being gay, um, that kind of stuff. And uh, a big theme in it is lying that they were just constantly lying, lying about doing drugs. A big theme theme in the, the book is their. Um, 
relationship with doing acid. They dropped mm-hmm. like a ton of acid in high school. Wow. And and they were saying, you know, you never hear women musicians talk about drugs being a big part of their journey yeah. as musicians unless it's in their obituary. Well, that's like true. unless they're in rehab. Like you don't yeah, have people who with are ma- doing with male fine. musicians it's like lionized. It's like, oh, they were like on LSD when they wrote this album. Isn't that cool? Yeah. You know, but nobody yeah. talks about that with women. With women, no. women are doing drugs on that like you know, as a part of their creative process. Yeah. Or just a part of their life that lends to the creative process, then they're like, oh, this she's unstable. Yeah. You know? Or unhappy. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and they want to be able to talk openly about that. So some people might not like that because they might think like, oh, they're, you know, making these drugs sound great. But it's like men have been making drugs. Men have been <laughs> men and rock make, have been yeah. making drugs sound cool for it's years. Ca- they're, it's called sex, drugs, and rock and roll. That's for literally, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That was their branding <laughs> for a long time. Yeah. Right, right. So... Anyway, both are great. Uh, Tegan and Sarah are wonderful humans, and I can't wait to have them on the podcast. And it was literally a dream come true. And afterwards, uh, I went and walked to Golden Gate Park uh, because it was in San Francisco and just sat in a field and cried for for a good 10 minutes. One of the gayer things you've ever done, I think. Yeah. (laughs) Meet Tegan and Sarah, go sit in the middle of a field and cry. And then text Sarah York (laughs) that I'm in a field crying. Yeah, I thought you were kind of, I thought you were kidding at first and I was like, no, oh wait, I think she's serious. I think she's actually literally in a field crying. (laughs) Yeah, just because it was a really cool moment. Like I would have never thought in my life that one, I was going to meet them. Right. Um, Two, that they would think I'm funny. That they would have heard of us. Yeah. <laughs> and that I would have a normal conversation with them that didn't feel like I was just like super ridiculous. Like I didn't mm-hmm. feel nervous or anything. I was just like, oh, we're having this like fun little conversation right now yeah. about Did- making queer content. And this Great. is really cool. Did you, in hindsight, like, were, like, beating yourself up and being like, oh, I should have asked this, and oh, why did I say that? Like, oh, you know, no. when you meet your hero, no. you're like, it yeah, I'm too perfect. scared to meet any of the people I'm mm. obsessed with. It went I perfect. Did. It was, I did. I met Tignotaro and it was horrible. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. I, like, literally walked up to her, and I was like, hey. And then I blanked. And then I said, I'm an aspiring comedian. And she looked at me, she goes, Huh. And that's it. And then she turned around and left. So, oh my god, it was I amazing. A, I have a feeling you'll get a do-over someday. You'll get yeah. to meet her again. Is there? An, so. You're not an aspiring comedian. You you're are. A comedian. Comedian. Oh yeah, this is yeah. like two years ago. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Where you yeah. still had like open mics, uh-huh. hopes and dreams. Uh, yes. Right. Like aspiring <laughs> sounds like you have hope in your heart still. Right. Whereas like once that all leaves, then it's just this is just what then I you're do just now. a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> there, there, there's just something you just I just you just blank when you see your hero because you want to say so many things and oh, she's sure. just like looking at you like, okay, you're like everybody else who meets me and is just saying the same shit. Yeah. And what am I going to say to that? Yeah. I had a little <laughs> preparation. Huh? It was like, had I just run into Tegan right, and Sarah, right. that would have like, been wait different. In a, in a line, I assume, to like, meet them or but, some yeah. sort of event. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, w- it was at one of their book events and because we couldn't get the podcast um, scheduled for while they were there, uh, they were nice enough to give me tickets to the show and get me That's into the cool. the book event. So, nice. um, so that I could actually meet them and introduce myself in person. Great. And I'm just gonna look at those pictures every day for yeah. the rest of my life. Yeah. Uh, I love it. And pretend I don't do that when we have them on the podcast. Right, it'll be right. really cool and be like, "What's <laughs> Hi. Oh yeah. yeah. I, what's your name again? Mm, like, yeah. That. Which sure. one's Tegan? Uh-huh. Right. As if I don't know. <laughs> mm. Um. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. Um. Other stuff that's going on that's gay. I saw the movie Judy. 
the Judy yeah. Garland biopic. Do you know? Are you so Wizard of Oz? I'm sorry. I'm like this. We have, out we of haven't town, talked about, out of country person who yes. likes. Okay, so you, you know the movie be. The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, yeah. Let's first address that that you are from Germany originally. Yeah. Originally yeah. from Germany. Yeah. So what happened? You said you were going to do comedy, and they were like, "Get out!" <laughs> like, well, first of all, it doesn't exist really. Yeah. Right. So there's no mic open mic scene when I lived there. Yeah. Now there is, and Ber- I'm from Berlin. So okay, the yes. cool Germany, the cool Germany. Yeah. And they actually have like expats a lot, like more English speaking people, and so it has a real scene now. But when I was there, it just didn't exist. No, I I was working um. For for a company in um, in the Bay Area, and I had six weeks off, and I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to do what I always wanted to do, and I'm going to do stand-up, and did my first open mic. And and I, th- I also feel like doing stand-up in English is much easier for me. Yeah. Now that I've done it for a couple of years, I, I went back to Berlin to do it in actual German language. It was so much different yeah you know? oh I, is that even a word it was different yeah. there you go it yeah. was weird and people were clapping instead of laughing like <laughs> yeah. that you're like, it sounds like you're giving a lecture right <laughs> they're like good effort like you're yeah. discussing oh. policy yeah. oh my god it was terrible <laughs> clapping instead of laughing just is so that just sounds so perfectly german right to me. yeah right? <laughs> I, I, I think they're trying to be sweet and nice about it, but it's like they can't get over themselves, and I'm like, oh my god, this is it's just like good form. Yeah, good yeah. form. I appreciate your efforts. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And uh, they like stories better than punch. You know, like one liners. I started with one liners. They were like, what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they want to like you know have like a little story, and so it's just different, you know. Yeah. And so yeah, I started here, and I like it a lot. Great for, mm-hmm. for now. How long ago did you move to the U.S.? Um. 2014, so five okay. years, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Coming not that up. long ago. No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. What do you think? <laughs> I think I moved at a very um, weird time. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, I'm very happy to be in it right now because so much is changing. I mean, think about the 80s or 90s. is probably kind of the same. And now there's actual movement and minorities saying, nope, we're not accepting this anymore. And people standing up for themselves and the feminism and the women's march. And you're like, hell yeah. 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 So to me, in terms of history, I, I'm super happy and stoked to be here. Yeah. Because it also feels like the U.S., like a lot of times, is leading, you know, the movements. Like the Women's March and uh-huh. sure, I mean all the countries are pitching in, but you're kind of at the forefront of everything. Uh-huh. Like I was talking yeah. to a friend of mine, I was like, "Hey, hashtag Times Up," and she's like, "What?" I'm like, "You don't know about the hashtag Times Up?" She's like, "Nope." I'm like, "Okay, never mind." You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's, there's that, but um, I mean we're ahead for some things, but then when we yeah. get like what and then what's the, ab- in the abortion deal? What's the abortion deal in Germany? Oh, you can just get an abortion. Yeah, great. Yeah, until three months in. Yeah, uh-huh. Germany's fine with killing people. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're not considered people. Oh, but yeah. yeah. Good. <laughs> they're, they're fine at doing that, too. Right. Uh, and next uh, topic. Yeah. Is that, should I not be making oh, Holocaust? No. I don't care. <laughs> I figure you're used to it. I figure that's like a common Oh, yeah. Thing and I'm not then. sensitive about it at all. I I'm, didn't think so. No. No. I feel bad. You know, I feel bad. And I every time I see a Jewish person, I'm very aware of the history obviously like yeah. the other day i was talking to a, a a person that i work with not outside of stand-up and he's in he's in israel and he's jewish 
and I sent him a document that was saved under a German name. And so I was like, oh, I'm sorry, this is saved in a German language because I could see that triggers, you know, mm-hmm. something. And he's like, oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. So I think you, as long as you're aware yeah, and that you talk about it, I think, yeah, just to, you know, make sure that history doesn't repeat itself. That's what you would hope. But with everything going on right now, I feel like I have a better understanding of how... Hitler did rise, you well, know, yeah, like the disinformation and the, yeah. And we're seeing some of those things yeah. right now with Trump and that administration. Honestly, about the little, the little yeah. breaches of normalcy that they just do and chipping, chipping away at the rules. And I think Hitler, I mean, if we, if we, if we learn anything and when, when Trump was elected, honestly, I like cried for a day. Um, the the one thing I know from history is that it wasn't Hitler and like his twenty people or whatever you know in the in initially it was everybody mm-hmm. and so when Trump started out you know making Muslims and Mexicans scapegoats mm-hmm. yeah that's why I was like holy shit this is happening again yeah and I was like what well what I'm gonna do is if he's gonna make Muslims the scapegoat I'm gonna convert to uh, to Islam and be a Muslim is he gonna mm-hmm. like kill everybody you know yeah. what I mean right. so. I think we all think we can't do anything, but individual little contributions is what really would have saved the Holocaust. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, at some point it was too late. Yeah. So you got to stand up and everybody do something. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that he's been met with resistance, yeah. Yeah. like, from the, the get-go, and uh, people, I think, are only getting louder about it. The frightening thing has been all of the Republicans... Almost all of them just falling into line and backing this madman who they all agreed before. They all know he's was a, a crazy person, yeah. a piece mm. of shit, um, not not presidential material, yeah. dangerous. And now that he's and a literally being impeached, now we'll see. Like we'll see who we'll see who falls out of lockstep first. They all they need all have to their go down empty with him. statements. They like, all have to go down with him. They all and they know that, but they're the one that hits their wagons to this guy who's a fucking lunatic. So yeah. Good riddance. Ugh. It's all yeah. about power. Like people want to hold on to power, and you're at all costs. And you're like, no, yeah. you don't get to do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm glad that this is happening. Yeah, and I think to your point, I think it's true. Normal, like if you if you at some point say, oh, this is normal that people grab pussies. No, this is, and I I'm so glad that the women's march kind of of women spearheaded the movement of like, no, this is not normal. Yeah, and it's never gonna be normal. And and I think that actually got Steve Bannon. Tra- like my my biggest fear was Steve Bannon because I think yeah. he's the actual. And well, now, now that he's Miller. gone, yeah, the Steves are all dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> never trust a Steve. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I but, think Steve Bannon is right now probably sitting in like a conference room at a Marriott in Cleveland with like eight people listening to him go on some xenophobic rant. But Stephen ugh. Miller is very much in control of, of President Trump's. I mean, they, Trump, it just came out that they were talking about shooting migrants in the line. Yeah, it's always been about what? the... There's that, that one piece that kept going around where the title is The Cruelty is the Point. That's yeah. the whole fucking point of all of this is cruelty. So it's really scary. And it's like, and it's just especially important to when you are in a position of privilege, like I benefit from white privilege and I'm, you know, educated and I have parents with some resources yeah. and to kind of look around and think about the way you move through the world and the way every single person you encounter has to move through the world and kind of holding doors open where you can for other yeah. people. Yeah. So I agree. Cause it, it does seem like we're, we're at this point, like every, 
every day since he came into office, not to turn this into a political <laughs> podcast, I swear we're wrapping this up, yeah. but every day it gets more crazy, uh, it feels. And then you have something like this, a report that he's not denying that he actually proposed shooting migrants in the leg to slow them down from yeah. coming across the border. And then that from him... Yeah, that's not crazy because obviously that seems very in line with who he is as Mm -hmm. a garbage human being. Um, Everybody else excusing that and not acting like that is the most horrific thing a president has Mm -hmm. ever said. Um, Not that president has ever said. Obviously, there's been a lot of problematic things in in our past, but like in modern day. Yeah, yeah. To say, you know, George W. Bush would have never said. Right, no. Shoot migrants in the legs. And that's concerning. Yeah. Well, what, what else is concerning is that uh, the reporter that knew that this had been said, uh, instead of publishing it, he sat on it for a year so he could write his book and then release this information yeah. as book promo. So everyone's kind of in the same cesspool. Man. <laughs> you know? You know what I like about it, though? I feel like America's coming strongly together because of him so in a way he's doing this country a favor i feel like you know if you hadn't like if a some, little bit you don't think so no i think uh i mean i think that that is a good thing i just hate that it took this to make sure. it happen you sure. know it, if but they, i think if this they country weren't stacking is, the courts right that's yeah the problem is now there's all the these damage is generational it's gonna take yeah. an entire generation to undo the damage uh environmentally no um, sure but I kind of like that. And stuff. Yeah. I kind of like that all the stuff comes out now that right. you're like, oh, well, you know, I mean, it needed like, to. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, for sure. It needed to be dragged out. Um, so, yeah, Judy Garland, uh, the biopic, <laughs> Renee Zellweger does uh, a great job. She's barely recognizable. Um, you know, she does as good of a job as anybody can do playing Judy Garland. Yeah. I went with. Uh, Cecilia, who didn't know much about Judy Garland's life and was just like sobbing the whole last half hour. <laughs> and it's not like anything super like, you know, they, they don't play out her death or anything in, mm-hmm. in the movie. Um, but just like her life is just so sad. Just yeah. like somebody with that level of fame struggling yeah, so much. And I want to see it. Yeah. It's cool. It's cool to see. I don't know. It's not like the best movie, but I feel like as a gay person, it's always good to... Go back to some of the, you know, the icons. Right, right. Yeah. And, and they do a nice, that's what I want to talk about. They do a nice kind of homage to that uh, that part of Judy Garland. Like they have a, um, a gay couple who comes to her show every week. Uh, or like every night for while she's doing her run in London. And then she joins them for dinner after a show one night because she doesn't know anybody there and she's like kind of lonely and they kind of like tell their story about how one of them was like imprisoned for being gay and Mm. just showing like the empathy that Judy Garland had yeah um wait she was gay she wasn't gay, but she was always like supportive of gay people and oh. kind of spoke yeah, out. Yeah, like, which at why the time would... was very yeah. was like in the what fifties, I guess. Or... But the, 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 the entertainment industry has always been mega gay. You no, know? it's been gay, it's but just... in, but here it was so like under wraps in Hollywood. Mm. I mean, a lot. But now we, you know, we find out, of course, later that a lot of like some of the big stars of the time were gay the whole time, you know, and and now it's more talked about openly now, but, um, to be supportive of gay people as a famous person back then was a, was 
a pretty big deal. Yeah, and to be like, there's no reason to discriminate yep. against these people. Yeah, yeah. It was big at the time. Oh, yeah, because you're putting your lifeline on, basically, on the line. Yeah. yeah, you're putting your career on the line, and, yeah. and at that time, being different, and mm-hmm. still now, but yeah, yeah. especially then, being different was not seen as a good thing. She gave the ever. gays a very big gift, though, and her Good daughter, Liza her. Minnelli. <laughs> she did. She did. Uh, who Who is in... Who has an appearance, not, not actual Liza Minnelli, uh, but the character of uh, Liza Minnelli is in the movie Way Too uh, Brief a Moment. And, uh, and then there's, uh, you know, a lot of people kind of give credit to, uh, like, the Stonewall riots happened, mm-hmm. like, a week after Judy Garland passed away. And I said part of it was the community was, like, in such mourning that, oh, like, yeah, the they were kind were of reeling. out of fucks to yeah. <laughs> out of fucks to give. And when Stonewall happened, it was kind of like, like the last straw. <laughs> yeah. Judy Garland dies, now this. Yeah. The gays can only take so much before we riot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't kill our icons no. and uh, <laughs> expect us not to throw a few bricks at cops. Right, right. <laughs> uh, okay, one last thing I wanted to talk about is, um, did you see this thing about Mark Ronson? Yeah, and what the a news? fucking... Ugh, Mark Ronson, you know Mark Ronson? Mm-hmm. He's like a DJ, or he's like a music producer. Isn't he related to Sam Ronson? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're siblings. They're siblings. Um, yeah, Sam Ronson of dating Lindsay Lohan fame. Yeah. Just to, She's just like a little cigarette-smoking turbo dyke that yeah. lurks around <laughs> New York being cool. I don't fucking know. Um, but anyway, Sam Ronson is a music... He's in the music business. He's like pretty Mark successful. Ronson. Mark, yeah. Ron, Mark Ronson. Uh, and came came out... I hate... When the term okay. coming out is used in this way. Yeah. He came out as sapiosexual. I think it's, is it sapio? I think it's sapio. Is I don't it know. It doesn't matter. I think like it's homo a dumb sapien? term. I don't know. Sure. Okay. Let's say sapio. I'm going to go with sapio on this one, mm-hmm. but feel free to write it in your email. If <laughs> <laughs> I've butchered your identity, listeners. <laughs> but it's yeah. about to get worse. Uh, <laughs> it w- he... Called them. It wasn't like I don't think he meant to do it to like big fanfare. He just said, "Oh, I guess I'm a sapiosexual," which that the definition of that is that you're more attracted to somebody's mind than their appearance. And then a whole shitstorm kind of kicked up about it. And then he came and apologized and said, "I didn't mean to identify with um, what is it." made it sound like a, a, with a marginalized group. And I'm like, that's not a fucking marginalized group. Being attracted to intelligent people is not a fucking marginal, Nobody's marginalized Nobody's not getting character. a job. No one's like, yeah. yeah. That's not something that people... You don't have to sit your family down and go, I just want you guys to know no. I'm really attracted to smart people. It's yeah. also it's also one of the dumbest things It's literally the dumbest say. thing. It's like a... It's, it's like a... It, that term has always been kind of a joke of like... Right? When people put on their twi- their Tinder bio, someone's yeah. like, oh God, they roll your eyes and swipe left. Like, it's an yeah. insufferable term. Yeah. I feel like an insufferable only, thing to do. It's only been used by smart people in like, as a joke. Right, thing, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Or so, just like kind of pretentious people say it. It's so fucking exactly. annoying. Yeah. I The way that I read the story was that he kind of said it as like a throwaway thing or whatever. I'm sure maybe he's a DJ, so I'm sure it was obnoxious, but yeah. also to to have everybody get like angry about it. I'm like, you guys, like, you got to invest in caring about bigger things than this. Yeah, because I barely knew who this not, dude was. Yeah, and it's not like 
sure, okay, if you're if that's how you identify, but that's not something like you don't need to fucking march for it, right? Like we're not gonna put an S in LGBTQ because of sapiosexuals. Like it's just not gonna happen. Yeah, it's not a fucking. It's not a sexual identity. Yeah, it's It's like just if you you think you like you think smart people are hot. Yeah, yeah, cool. It's like like, I like people with brown hair. Like that. It's it's just like. Yeah. Like, oh, sorry, guys. I'm so weird. I'm really into people who are super funny and interesting. Like, no <laughs> shit. <laughs> sorry, it's my quirk. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he didn't use it to make fun of LGBTQ and be like, oh, yeah, I'm also something else. I'm yeah. sapio. Did he use it that way? Do you I, don't, know? I don't think so. I think so. it was spun it that way by whoever Probably. wrote that yeah, story. It, and that, but the fact that he had to like come out with this apology. I'm like, what are we doing people? I think that's just, well, I think it accomplished what it, what he wanted, which was to get his name in some on the internet. I guess so. Probably. You know what he wanted? He wanted Diking out to be talking about him. He's like, I'm sick of lesbian comedy podcasts, never (laughs) mentioning my name. And only talking about my sister who does not like to talk about her sexuality. Right. I wouldn't either if I had dated Lindsay Lohan, but that's just me. Yeah. (laughs) We've all we've all dated a Lindsay Lohan. I still ship it. I love the two of them together. It was the perfect match. It was the most stable time of her life, I think. It was the most stable time of her life was dating a DJ that Imagine the most stable part of your life was dating a DJ. A fedora wearing <laughs> a fedora wearing DJ. Yeah. And yeah. that was the time you had like the least DUIs yeah. or like didn't chop off your finger or oh, try to no. kidnap Syrians. Poor was that Lindsay. Like, mm. Yesterday was October third, which is Mean Girls Day. We'll yeah. just pour one out for Lindsay Lohan. Things could have been herself. so different. I know. We were rooting for you. Yeah, I know. We were we, all I still rooting. am a little bit. I am. Yeah. Kind of. Me too. Yeah. I kind of yeah. feel bad for her. I know. I feel yeah. bad for her. She's clearly yeah. just going through it all the time. No, her family is a disaster. I know. She never had a fucking snowball's chance in hell after. Yeah. She made a couple of good movies, but I think things just go a certain way when your parents are money grubbing pieces of shit who exploit their own kids. Yeah. Yeah. So I know I shouldn't like make room for empathy for people like Lindsay Lohan and Justin Bieber, but I do because I'm like, there was no way that they weren't going to be. No, it was just a fucking happen. mess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I think they started out. Okay. They did. Yeah. It's just <laughs> Industry man. I know. Industry. Get some too young. Um, all right. So we're going to be talking about navigating gender today. And yeah, we weren't really sure exactly how to talk about this because you mentioned that you wanted to talk about like transitioning, but, but not totally. So you're in this space where, well, you can explain it better than me. (laughs) So why don't you go for it? Sure. Um, well, so I think it all dawned on me when I was, I was, I came to New York and I had an appointment with a surgeon for the top surgery that I would, I'm contemplating. And then in the waiting room, they give you like a questionnaire and it says, do you want to, when you transition, will you have somebody, you know, who's supporting your transition? And then I was like, I don't, I don't even know if I want to transition or what, whatever that means anymore. Yeah. And I feel like, um, that's a topic I see a lot in San Francisco right now too. So the, the the mere idea of sure you know i have dysphoria for my top so i want to you know correct it but it doesn't mean i want to necessarily be on t and then become a man or whatever that means you know so i wonder if there's a there's a you know there's something in between and that's definitely what i'm exploring right now yeah 
Um, I, I think there definitely is. I mean, almost like sexuality being a spectrum. Gender expression yeah. is very much a spectrum as well. And I, I think that this conversation and why I'm glad you want to talk about this today is important because, yeah, a lot of people um, might not want to, you know, they have dysphoria yeah. and, but they might not want to go on hormone replacement therapy, HRT, or, you know, go through, um, a lot of things to quote unquote fully transition. But, um, I think it's totally acceptable and people mm-hmm. are kind of exploring what is that in between. Some people yeah. are like microdosing yeah. testosterone, um, and, yeah, it's kind of like an interesting yeah, place because it, it feels like years ago there really wasn't uh, room for that. You know, mm-hmm. everybody wanted to put you in like a very defined box. Well, yeah, it's the, box, it's, right? the, it's the notion of binary. Right. Mm-hmm. Even right. in transition, are you male or female? And you're like, well, I'm both. That's why yeah. I'm non-binary. Yeah. And that takes the form of appearance too, Yeah, right? It can be no no boobs so to speak but then you're that's it yeah that's probably probably what i'm gonna be doing yeah and it feels a lot like we still have this like this dichotomy of like well what are you now you know are you transitioning like no i'm just me you know and Mm -hmm. I, i feel like i hope that that's possible uh on both sides of the spectrum um and I feel like uh, with, uh, you know, being able to register as non-binary, we're making the first step. Yeah. You know, because it doesn't mean, are you male or female? Well, I'm somewhere. Are you thinking about getting into Dungeons & Dragons? Maybe you're looking to expand your horizons as a DM or a player. If that's the case, then it's time for you to check out the Dungeon Cast, the best D&D podcast out there that helps you passively learn all about the game just by listening. Find the Dungeon Cast anywhere you get podcasts or on YouTube. So you were saying you just got to register I did. in San Francisco. I did. Actually, I X. didn't really want to do it as X. X. I didn't really want to do it. Like, it's kind of a funny story, but like, I just wanted to uh, get my driver's license renewed. Yeah. And this lady looks at me and she's like, by the way, uh, you can also register as non-binary. Uh, and I'm like, what? what? Why, why are you telling me? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, no, no. And then she got all like aware and I'm like, no, sure, I'll do it. You know? If your hair is a certain length, yeah, they're yeah. going to ask you. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, if you're not wearing makeup and you have short hair, they're right. going to try to make you. And yeah. a sports bra. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was actually, it was very cute. And uh, yeah. it actually feels good because you're like, X, yeah. Something, whatever that is. Yeah, sounds like a superhero too. It's like right? a X-Men. badass, like crime fighter. Yeah, yeah. X woman, X something. Yeah, X. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. X non-binary. Yeah. <laughs> I think also kind of if you compare like the spectrum of gender expression to sexual identity, uh, because it's so different for everybody. Sometimes you have people who say, "Oh, I'm just doing this. I'm not really." fully transitioning and then eventually they realize because maybe they were afraid to or they Mm -hmm. didn't know yet that that's what they really wanted so you see that so then some people might just be like oh you just don't know what you want yet or you know it's like easy for people to make assumptions of other people based on like the very limited experience they have with Mm -hmm. because most people probably if they're outside the queer community yeah might know one or two trans people yeah in their in their lives and they think like oh that's, that's the it. experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I, this happened, you know, 
my friend started with top surgery and then now they have like a full beard and you know, but that's right. not and that shapes their worldview. Their view of everything as if exactly. Yeah. I mean that can happen. And tr- uh, truthfully that happened to me with realizing I'm gay is that I had always been with men until I was like 25. Yeah. Well, I was mostly single because I didn't want to be with men, but I didn't know mm. I was gay, right? Yeah, because so, in Germany, that's confusing. I think yeah. it's confusing everywhere, but yeah, in Germany, more so, yeah, because uh-huh. women look all gay. So, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, that um, was my experience when I went to Germany. Yeah, they all it look was, like lesbians. They all look, yeah. every, every German I know has like a leather jacket and it just looks like really practical. sharp and yeah, practical, yeah. Stuff. practical <laughs> shoes. Very practical people. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and so when I first started out, I was like, oh, maybe I'm just bi, you yep. know, like that. Because it makes it easier for you to be like, oh, okay, I'm just a little different. Yeah. And then once you're like two, three years in, you're like, nope, I'm full on lesbian, I think. Right. And know? then people who are bisexual are like, Damn it. Yeah. Like now everybody is not taking me seriously because right. they think I'm either going to be gay yeah. or yes. this is just a phase. So like I think the big takeaway is that everybody's fucking different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I think it's the same. It's a good point you make. I think it's the same for gender identity. Like, yeah. Uh, you might start out with whatever, but it feels it feels not right to just be wearing whatever, you know, is considered female or I was just at a gender affirming barbershop. Holy moly! They're like mm. there's this all there's all like these things that they do and they tell you about that makes you look male, like ah. a, you know like a like a shape, like a what is it called a rectangular shape or or square oh, like, shape like, like how they frame stuff. your face yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like when if they like yeah like, your like mine is more of a like a masculine like yes like fade yeah, kind of fade, situation yeah. yeah looks fresh did you just yep, get it? got it yesterday nice thanks all right there you go <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and so it's just like, oh, what's 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 male, what's female, and yeah, and so I think I'm on the, I'm definitely like exploring with it, um, and maybe you know it's a crutch to not having to go, oh yeah, I'm gonna definitely be a man someday, but yeah, then that's my journey, right? Yeah, I mean it. It is a journey, and then sometimes your journey ends where you think it's gonna end, and sometimes it yeah. doesn't, and yeah. that's like fine. There's no reason to have to you know, know everything, Mm -hmm. uh, at any time. So one interesting thing when, uh, before you, um, went on stage at the Stonewall show, Mm. I asked about your pronouns. Yeah. And, and I was like, yeah, that's exactly my question right now. I was like, (laughs) I feel, I feel like Anique, just my name is perfect right now. I'm definitely, she, um, that's fine. Uh, uh, if you would say he, I would be like, okay. Yeah. I, I don't, I'm not a them person and I yeah. don't judge anybody who does that. But to me, that's, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people feel that way. It's like two people. Um, and I'm just hoping like when I got the X in my, in my driver's license, I was like, yeah, that feels, that feels right. Yeah. And I just hope that we can come up with something yeah. else. But What's the other one? Like Z? X? Z I've heard of. Yeah. Mm. But I know absolutely nothing about it. So yeah, I'm not. I don't even want to talk about it in case someone gets <laughs> pissed off at us and writes an email. Yeah, <laughs> I heard that. I some somebody said because non-binary in math would be hex, hexamal, hex. and so I kind of I thought it was kind of cute to say hex, uh-huh. but anyway, hex. Yeah, but then there's a he in there. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel? Can I ask you? Yeah. Do you feel like the the name lesbian would 
do you feel that that's you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I definitely identify as I'm a, a like a cisgender, you know, she, her, lesbian. Um, I have, as far as my like gender identity journey, I uh, I've always I've always identified as cisgender, but mm. the way other people interpret my like because you know a lot of people just need to assign either male or female to everyone. Yeah, and when I first started getting misgendered, like probably, well, basically after I cut my hair and after, as I, as my style started evolving into what it is now, which is like ultra masculine and like my hair looks the way it does and I'm tall and broad shouldered. So like, yeah, at first glance I do get like sir or like he or whatever. Um, often, which used to fucking make me cry. It used to bother me so much. Yes. It bothered me a lot when it first started happening. Mm. Um, like I remember it would give me like this weird like heart palpitation of like, oh my God. Like I would feel like mortified. And then that person, whoever said it, would all they would realize quickly, because I have like size D boobs. Yeah. So like once they realize then, you know, well, then they would get it, awkward. If it happens in a bathroom, I feel like that's that, that like is one still of the more a problem because things. well, yeah, that's that's still a kind of that's still the only time that I'm a little rattled by it and yeah. only because that's a safety issue. Like depending on where I am in the country, if sure. someone is pissed off about seeing me coming out of women's bathroom, that could mean danger for me. So yeah. that's kind of a reason I don't really go to the Midwest very often anymore. I'm from <sighs> the middle of the country, Nebraska. Oh, um, sorry. Yeah, that's all right. And, uh, yeah. Right. And, um, but now like people say like, sir, you know, I work in a restaurant and so like, a lot of my contact with people is just a split second interaction. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I get sir all the time. Like, sir, where's the restroom? Or like, sir, where's this? Whatever. And then, yeah. and I just, I don't react at all. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, it's over there. And sometimes they'll realize it. A lot of times they don't. And when they do, but now it's like, I'm not the uncomfortable one anymore. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't fucking care. You can call me whatever you want. But, Same. um, like, like I'll, this- I'll take two seconds of male privilege. That'd be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> But it's just like, but it rattles the, it rattles other people because then they get, then they get all embarrassed by it. I'm like, there's nothing to be embarrassed about. Don't fucking worry about it. Who cares? Like move on. Yeah. They're like, oh, sorry. Like as if that's like the worst thing they could say to me is, as sir. Like, no, it's not like gender is just a, it's just fucking whatever the hell you want it to be. Like I'm not offended if somebody misjudges you, but like when they're not aware or not woke and be like, so where's your boyfriend? Like that. Then I'm like, "Mm." yeah, like I don't. Even if I'm pretty sure that the person in front of me is heterosexual, I'm still going to be like, oh, do you have a partner or something? Right, right. right. Yeah. We're so, very much a, like, I feel like we just in general are conditioned to be a little more aware of like places where we can use gender neutrality when other people might not. You know, yeah. like when I tell a story about some interaction I have in public, I usually, I'll, I'll try to consciously not use gender pronouns. I'll say they or I'll say like, Mm. I'll say like if I'm talking about going to like a store, I'll say like the employee or like someone, you know, like keeping mm. it to a point where you, anyone could interpret anything. Because I don't think unless the gender of the person is like crucial to this telling of the true, story, true. Yeah. does it fucking matter? You know, like I think as long as we can kind of like be aware of language and what uh, how important it is, yeah, then we'll then we'll be fine. And um, yeah, I don't know. I just it to me, it's like it always makes me laugh a little bit when. People misgender me. In fact, last night at work, uh, we had a situation. I work at like a fancy restaurant that's like mm. kind of hip. It's like really small and like, loud, and like there's always crazy shit going on. It's, re- it's actually a really fun job. But 
Um, this woman was pretty drunk and she basically one of my coworkers accidentally knocked over. He kind of like nudged a bottle of wine that then spilled off the Party table foul. into her <gasps> Louis Vuitton uh, big Shit. old like $1,500 bag. Oh. And she for some reason had like Every electronic device I can imagine in this fucking bag. There's like a lap. <laughs> she's like pulling out fucking iPad, oh, laptop, wow. all oh, the shit. No. Anyway, she was pit. None of the, the electronics were fine. The bag, you know, of course we offered to get it cleaned. Long story short, she was being a fucking, she turned it into like a nightmare scenario. Like the entire restaurant was aware that this woman was upset. It was just a really bad vibe that she was mm. putting out, even after all the ways that, my bosses made it up to her. Yeah. Her friends were mortified. Like it was just one of those situations. Well, anyway, right. They, I then took over their table because my coworker was like, I'm I not can. going back over there. Yeah. I can't. And yeah. so, so, but she was belligerently drunk. And at the end, towards the end, I think they thought, I don't know what they were doing, but her friend ordered another drink and then she had a, almost a full glass of wine, but ordered another one. Oops. And in my professional judgment, I've been doing this for 15 years. She I know when to say no. Yeah. And you have to say no sometimes. It's yeah. irresponsible not to. Yeah. So I, I politely told her, informed her that I wasn't going to be serving her anymore and walked away from the table. And then she got really, really pissed off. And my bosses, who are always on our side, yeah. were like, oh, great. Like, so I was like, you better go back over that table. And I heard her complaining to a manager that didn't know what happened. And she she goes, and I have a problem with your sexist employees. None of the men here want to serve me. That man, and she like sort of pointed my direction. She's like, <laughs> he would not pour me another glass of wine. And I could see the confusion in my boss's eyes. Like, who the fuck is this lady talking about right now? <laughs> so it was a really funny case of being misgendered yeah. yesterday. My, my coworkers and I were laughing about it a lot. But it was like, this is going to be a hilarious story when she emails the restaurant and is like the guy that wouldn't serve me at the end and they're like i don't who the fuck is she even talking about well it it talks it talks a lot about how drunk she was that she didn't even like that kind of corroborated i was like see look how fucking hammered she is no i'm just saying i think that the lesbian term like if you're uh cool with that like oh yeah it never set well with me i I already hate the word it's a little clinical it's like and Mm. it sounds like it kind of sounds like a hospital term like, oh, there's a lesbian unit where we put them all <laughs> together. You know, like, it just sounds like kind of lesbian. like, it's severe. Yeah. yeah. I th- I, it sounds I like horrible. the severity of it. You yeah. like it? <laughs> well, no, what I, do you like? I like gay. Gay. Yeah. yeah. I, I say gay as gay. well. Yeah. 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 Queer is too, ge- like, general for me. But, yeah. like, gay, uh-huh. I think, is cute. Also, I think in part because it's male ish. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sure. I'm like, oh. I like that it can be both. I mean, yeah. lesbian yeah. does feel very. Feminine. It feels, yeah. I've kind of, I don't know. I mean, I kind of like, I'm fine with it now. I when I was first coming out, I didn't like it at all because that term was so jarring to me. Yeah, 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 lesbian. Well, it's also weird for me to say that lesbian is kind of feminine when lesbian is what you would label every masculine presenting. Yeah, woman. Right. Right. I guess just. Because we have such a, like, lesbian is, like, what people, that's, like, the top shelf word that pe- straight people go for when they see a woman who is, like. Yeah. But it is very, in a like. masculine way. It is very woman-specific, though. Yeah, of So course. if you're not identifying. Right. Lesbian does, obviously, completely conform to the gender binary, which that's, yeah, that's obviously a little bit of a problem. But 
Um, well, I mean, anyone for can some use people, one of, for some I, people yeah, yeah, I think I think most lesbians, you know, are um, more inclusive. Of course, yeah, now, the nowadays, ones who aren't yeah. have their own online community, but um, yeah. <laughs> their own re- subreddit. Turfs, of yeah. Hate. yeah. <laughs> Uh, but Ugh. yeah, like I, yeah, that term though, I, I have, I have sort of come like, I've had sort of like a windy road with, with the term lesbian, right. but I don't mind it now. I do. Although tip, like typically I would just say I'm gay. Yeah. You yeah. know, I so. also like that because it's, it, it's happy and lesbian because we had to fight for the right so much. It feels like it's. It's just a heavy term. Yeah. yeah. But maybe we need to own it, you know, like Dyke. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm a Love lesbian. <laughs> yeah. 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 Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I, I, I personally really like lesbian because it comes first in the acronym and I am a Capricorn. Yeah. So, like, you need that validation right up front. Yeah. yeah. I just need. I'm very I know. Whenever I see GLBT, I'm like, uh, excuse me, it's LGBT. Who yeah. does that? I've seen it every once in a blue moon. I'll see it like in writing, like GLBT. I think it may have been something that they that was more common longer ago, like you know, a couple what is decades it, like, ago. Gay, lesbian? it's just putting the G first. Yeah, oh. there's yeah. a reason the dykes on bikes lead off all the pride parades. Yeah, I think that's why it switched to L. Is that they were. Whoever was doing that was intimidated by all the dykes on the bikes. Yeah, she like, did that. Better put the L first, not to piss them off. Mm. <laughs> I did the dyke uh, on bikes. Yeah, in San Francisco because you can ride your motorcycle without a helmet on Market Street, and I was like, I'm all for this. Nice. You have a motorcycle? Uh-huh. That's awesome. I did in San Francisco. Now I don't anymore. Oh, that's very and German. I, and then, yeah. <laughs> well, it's what? very efficient. It's to, an efficient way to get around. To have a motorcycle. Oh. Or, well, it's very European, well, in European to have. Europe in general. Oh, yeah. There, there's, are there more, that. like, I just feel like they're more fuel conscious over there. I mean, my, here everybody has their own big, big huge trucks. vehicles. Yeah. 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 My, Hopefully that uh, gets better. My family is French, and whenever I would go over to France, like, that would be one of the things I always noticed right away were how many motorcycles or like the little people uh, were just commuting to work in, in yeah, yeah, the in Vespas and, sco- and, Vespas stuff. and yeah. scooters and yeah, motorcycles. No, that, yeah, I think in, in big cities, you yeah. definitely, if they're not big, the cities, then people, yeah, it's for efficiency and parking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that, that's yeah. what it's for. We're here, motorcycles uh, in the U.S. are more for like right men out. hobbies who, and yeah. yeah. Don't I mean, have anything else going on, and yeah. they get big well, motorcycles to work on and to be ride fair, the open road. Yeah, yeah. Well, to be fair, in San Francisco, I had it to just like go up and down the coast. Really? Oh, well, yeah. Cool. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't ride around it in the oh, city that's that awesome. much. Yeah. And then on dikes on bikes, it was just after that judgment came out that you know ruled for equal uh, marriage um, uh-huh. or gay marriage. I guess it was one of the most emotional things I've done in my. F- fucking entire gay life you yeah know, like be on that bike and then the sides were all uh there was people along the the march of course and they sure. were all we were like driving by and while we're driving like high-fiving everybody oh, cool. it was, it was so man i'm ready to emotional. cry just hearing you talk about I know, it oh that's it amazing was, i was I love crying that. constantly yeah it was whew. yeah but yeah that's, that's cool. It's, it's a good experience. That's really cool. And I'm not knocking on people who have motorcycles. Um, just motorcycle lessons are on my bucket list. Yeah. Like, for sure. Do if it, I knew how many, it. like, warm weeks we were going to have ahead of us, I might sign up for classes, like, now. But I think it's going to be a springtime thing. Do people ride their motorcycle in New York? Um, Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely a thing. 
I mean, they're not super, super common. Mm-hmm. The, they're, they're definitely not as common as in European in cities. Yeah. But I, mean, it, I think it's mostly to get out. Like my Getting around my neighbor, here would be a lot easier on a bike. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. My neighbor who's also, gay, she has um, a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And I think she mostly, well, she rides it for dikes on bikes. But I think <laughs> also just to like get out of the city. Yeah. yeah. I think it's very dangerous in the city. That's yeah. why I like sold yeah. it in LA. I was like, no, I'm not going to drive in LA. Yeah. Well, especially on freeways and stuff. Yeah. No way. Yeah, and the yeah. U.S. people don't know how to drive with motorcycles. So no. That's a problem. No, yeah. it is. It's cars that don't pay attention. That's why it's exactly. A they, they just I like switch. I want one for the aesthetics of it. I, I get just it. Like what? What in. kind of motorcycle? Uh, Sorry, some, can we dike like out a, for? Yes, we can. Um, not like. Um, not a big like mm. Harley. Mm. That's too much. That's mm. like my. That's what my dad has. Mm-hmm. But like a smaller engine, like little kind of like Honda. James Dean looking Honda, mm. like the old like the classic mm-hmm. Honda ones. Two foot. Yeah, yep. those are awesome. Yep. The ones that are like burnt orange. Yep. I recommend Triumph Bonville T100. Uh huh. Th- those are amazing. Those logos? are fucking expensive. Sponsors. Though. Oh, yeah. Sponsors. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No. no Can we, we say? Want them. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> say it. Yeah. I'm just putting it Can into the universe. Can they just give me a motorcycle and we'll, I'll do I ads for yeah. yeah. I'll do a 40 minute ad in every episode. You want to um, drive a Triumph. Yeah. Yeah. I would, that's like, the, but you're right. That style, like the Triumph on it is like my ideal. I that's what it. I would want like aesthetically for yep. a bike. Yep. Um, for practical reasons, I would want like a smaller engine. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't need all that power. You're right. Yeah. But it's, it's kind of like a, it's for, to, to learn to ride one is a bucket list item for it's me. It's the best, the single best thing I've done in terms of diking out kind of thing. Yeah. Because it's just, it just feels so nice to be, you know, so free. You you feel the wind, you feel everything, you feel everything while you're riding. Uh-huh. And then you can just park in front of the restaurant and go into that restaurant and it's amazing and all the... And everyone in the every, restaurant has clocked you coming yep, in like, yep. whoa. It's Look at a, that dike on her bike. Yep. It's kind of <laughs> That's kind of what I want. It's it's purely for like dike superficial culture. reasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got that jacket. I would and probably no going wreck back. it like three days in and be like, well, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Never again. Oh man. Yeah. Anywho. <laughs> there you go. Triumph sponsor yeah, these please. people. Please do Wouldn't it. That'd be great. Where are they located? In the US? I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Probably. Anyway. Yeah, that's a good bike. I mean, I, I was driving a Ducati Monster when I when I was driving yeah. here. Yeah, because I wanted the sports version of it, and then do the you know the the switchbacks in back in the back country of San Francisco, and it was just on the coast, you know, to just break the curves, and it's so nice. That's awesome. Did you ever have passengers on your bike? I did. I would be afraid to do girlfriend. that. Oh, Picking up chicks. Oh yeah. Dikes on bikes. I mean, that yeah. is kind of the point of it. But yeah. I would be very scared to have a person on the I bike made it a me. point yeah. to not have a passenger for a year yeah like I would have to be really yeah, good yeah because it's it changes the game yeah. completely yeah. speaking of ex-girlfriend sorry no well I just want to yep, yep, yep. navigate these motorcycles go, go, go. back yeah. to gender <laughs> right. uh, yeah how how has your your gender uh, and an identity in this transitioning um, affected your dating life. Is it something that hmm. you have to you find yourself talking about more? That's or? a really good question. I think the only thing I can say to that is, I mean, I've been single for I've, I want to say almost a year and a half now, and that's mainly because of stand up and sure. you know touring. And the last girlfriend I had was. You know, I mean, I think it's 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 tricky to marry stand up in a relationship already. Yeah, and then you add to that that you're going on tour and stuff. Then yeah. that 
that gets really tricky. But um, I think the only thing I can say in, in, in terms of gender is when I was considering top surgery, and I'm still not sure whether I'm going to get it, mm-hmm. is this this idea that you get a girlfriend and then you take off your T-shirt and there's huge scars. And mm-hmm. if I put myself in the position of the girlfriend in that in that picture, I th- I would probably be like, ooh, and my... I think I'm afraid that people freak out because they're like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Chicks dig scars. I don't know. Yeah. Apparently. But like, just <laughs> but I think if someone no, like I it think... was into you, then it wouldn't matter. You know? Yeah. I know. But like, yeah. I already. It's, I'm sure it's it's definitely normal to have the, the that insecurity fear. about well, that. Yeah. I, I think that the scars are shocking because for a while they were always associated with like breast cancer and yeah. surviving oh. cancer. So if you see somebody, I mean, anytime I've ever seen a woman who has chest scars, I think, oh, she's a cancer survivor. Yeah, oh. Which could still Previously. be true, could be. But, but, right. but, but now, now when you, know, you combine it with seeing somebody who's non-binary or, like, oh, or transition, then, yeah. Yeah. you know, I always assume trans first before yeah. I assume I just, cancer. I just, like, I think, I mean, already uh, the pool of people that you can, that you have for partnering is pretty, I mean, what is it, yeah. 2% of the population mm-hmm. or whatever, and then you're making it even smaller by having to go for people who are fine with scars. That d- definitely is a fear. I don't mm-hmm. think it might be, it might not be realistic, and I hope not, but yeah. you don't know. I mean, I, I will say, like, as as a cis woman who has been mainly attracted to cis women um, in my life, I don't think that would turn me off at all. No, I think it'd be fine. Like, I would be open. I mean, I'm married, obviously, Mm -hmm. but I, like, boobs aren't a draw for me. So if somebody doesn't have them, I'm not like, oh, shucks. Or, like, you know, I'm not getting, like, Interesting. And like a lot of like of, femme, yeah. queer women that I know that are attracted to mask of center people, I don't know, I don't think I know of any who would be turned like off by that or that's okay. necessarily a thing that like, I think it's very much like fine. You know, I think it's, I think it's becoming so much that more. That actually makes me feel good. No, I yeah. really think that. Like, I think I, queer I, women just want everybody to be comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, it's I mean, it, if that's what makes you feel like Well, queer like women are going to be way more concerned about like your astrological birth chart anyway. So have that ready. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's where they're going to judge you. On if you're like an Aries or whatever. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. transition into a Virgo. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, Where yeah. women love astrology and cats, everything oh, yeah. else. Interesting. <laughs> when, when did you start feeling the the dysphoria? Yeah, that's a good question. Because I, when I started out and being lesbian, I guess first of all, I thought it was bi. Then I'm yeah. like, nope, you're lesbian. And then I was like, oh, I struggle with the term. I think coming to the U.S., I definitely feel much more um, liberty and freedom around that topic. If I compare it to Germany, I think Germany is definitely still very judgmental. In general, not just to LGBTQ, but in general. Yeah. And so coming here and being like, you can be whatever you want, yeah. in- including my now profession of being a stand-up. Yeah. I was like, oh, I think I, you know, I think I might want to consider that. And um, wait, what was your question? When did you start feeling the dysphoria? Oh, the dysphoria. And yes. And then my f- my second American girlfriend, I started I started thinking, I don't want to be touched Uh on top I don't want her to touch my boobs and that and and she was very pissed off at that uh which is part of the reason I think it didn't work out between us but um that's the first time I was like I don't want that to be touched and then uh I actually don't want to feel any sexual sensation 
being touched on top. And then I th- I have a friend who's also gay. She she's a lesbian right now, but she's starting to transition for real. And I th- I don't know. I think we just like started talking about it and I was like, "Oh, there's yeah, that's true. There is this option of getting rid of your boobs." And then I made I always said, "Well, if I have to get the double incision thing where you have the scars, I might not do it." And coming to New York this time around and seeing the surgeon, I really just wanted to get confirmation like what would be my type of surgery and yeah unfortunately it's it would have to be double incision mm, um, yeah so i'm th- i'm you know I'm, I'm letting that sink in and think about it but part of it is definitely this big fear of mine that it will limit my options a lot by people thinking i'm a freak which is i know hopefully not the case but i, I mean, don't think it'll be the case in the queer community okay. i really yeah. don't okay. yeah, yeah. And if somebody thinks you're a freak for that, then they're probably not a great not, person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I uh, dated somebody who didn't like being touched, mm-hmm. um, like their genitals, like mm-hmm. they really got uncomfortable and all of it. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, but was very feminine presenting. Mm. And I just thought it was a insecurity mm. type thing. And years later, after we stopped dating, they're uh, genderqueer mm-hmm. huh. now. But at the time, I, it never struck me that that would even be part yeah, of the I mean, reason. But How, now it makes sense. Like they well, now were it makes super sense. uncomfortable in their own body at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully it's better now. Yeah. But that's, that. that's always the question, right? In sex, there's so much that comes together and it could be just your childhood and mm-hmm. you being insecure about your dad calling you whatever, or is it actual, you know, you being actually queer and shouldn't be in this body kind of, you know, and mm-hmm. it's hard yeah. to know when is it what. And, and they didn't know at the time. Yeah. They, yeah. They were very confused by it too, and they were like, "I just don't know why, but I don't." Mm-hmm. It gives me so much anxiety to to be touched. Yeah, yeah. How did that make and you feel? Were you like very insecure around that then? It didn't make me insecure, but it kind of bummed me out, um, sure. especially because I'm like a little bit more of a, a top. I'm kind of verse, but yeah. I I get pleasure out of giving. Pleasure. Pleasure. Yeah. So being on the receiving end all the time, you know, it it was it was fine, but I, I did feel like mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to to do more. Right. It just course. never felt sure. like a even exchange. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Apparently um, there's a there's a have you heard the the term stone? Stone, stone top or stone bottom. I've heard that. Yeah. What's that? It just means like you are 100% like a top or a bottom. That uh, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really subscribe to the whole. I mean, I Same. I get the terms, you know, top and bottom. And that's cool if people want to do that. But I I just like, I just feel like just fucking be comfortable. Just like yeah. communicate and be happy. Like you don't have to really box yourself in unless you really want to. Um, mm. I've yeah. heard that those terms applied a lot more in the gay male community than I have. I think, Same with I think women. Now, like, though, I think men are definitely a lot more. I, I think with dating apps and stuff, though, yeah, I think that, that and... women are a lot more forthcoming, though. About yeah, their types. true. And that's actually, that's never been something for me, like, in dating where I'm like, oh, they better be a bottom because I would be open to being with yeah. another. T- like, you just kind of figure it out. 
Um, I feel I like to, it, it depends on the person too. Yeah, like if course, the person yeah. is is more versatile, is it versatile? Yeah, yeah. Then then I'm also open to being versatile too. But yeah. if they're very strongly this, I'm like, yeah, then I'm pretty strong. You know, like it yeah. can be, it changes with the person to yeah. me. Sure, For yeah, sure. it's very different with, with yeah. each person you're yeah. with. Yeah, it's at as a as a cis woman. Um, all of these conversations that we're having around gender and everything now are mm. just so interesting yeah. um, mm. to me because it, it is so, so different for everybody. And, you know, there seems to almost be like contradictions within the discussions that like gender is just a construct, but then also I want to affirm gender yeah, <laughs> in yeah. a very, and mm. it's like, how do you kind of navigate those things? But it's, I think the dysphoria whatever the source of it is, is kind of a defining thing. But it, it, it does seem like this weird thing where we all kind of say like, yeah, gender is just a construct, but right. then it's like, well, I'm not comfortable in my gender. Yeah. And you I know? think the best thing as, hmm. that as like cis people we can do is to just, first of all, be conscious of people's pronouns and identity and things like that. Ask if you're uncomfortable, or if you don't know. Yeah. And support it. And support like, and trust up, someone just else's experience. Apologize and move on, and like yeah. and trust their experience. Yeah, exactly. Believe yeah. believe people. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, just kind of look around for the ways in which this world loves to gender things, and see if you can kind of chip away at that a little bit. And I think that's the best we can do. Yeah, I already appreciated coming to your show, and you. That was probably the first thing you asked me what my pronoun was, and I thought it was very cool. Oh, that made me feel yeah. very safe. And yeah, that's good. Oh, good. We want people that's to great. feel safe at our show. That's yeah, what we're, definitely. That's Performers what we're and for. audience for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you know, just try. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. I as a as a cis woman, it's. Uh, definitely something that, you know, you, you grew up your whole life in, in this kind of binary uh, yeah. mindset. Mm-hmm. And I'm so thankful for um, people being like open and having these discussions and having these conversations and having representations yes. and um, podcasts and conversations. Like yeah. I, I seek out podcasts on on these topics because I know like I I don't know what it's like because right. we, but we need to hear I'm cisgender. So yeah. I need to hear from, from somebody who is, you know, experiencing uh-huh. dysphoria or transitioning or doesn't feel comfortable in, mm-hmm. um, Another small in the thing binary. Another small thing we can do is um, putting your pronouns in uh, your public-facing profiles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, put, you know, in my case, I put she, her on, on Instagram and Twitter. And then if you have, like, an email signature, throw your pronouns in there because yeah. the more you normalize... Mm-hmm. Doing that as a cis person, the more I think people will be open to non-binary folks and trans folks and in, in, in expressing their pronouns safely and smoothly as well. Yeah. So yeah. the more True. we can do, like the onus is on us to make sure that it's a more comfortable world for everybody. So anywho. Well, let's get on to our listener question <laughs> really quick as we wrap up this episode. But thank you, Anique, for Thanks sharing Thanks for having me. Us. This was so much fun. So our listener question this week is... I went on a date with a gal I work with a couple of months ago. Her situation is complicated. Isn't it always? (laughs) She broke up with her fiance, but is still living with her. So that checks off all the spots on the bingo card. Congrats. Yeah. (laughs) You did it. (laughs) 
and she ended up telling me I should date someone who doesn't have a messy love life. So we're just friends now, and she's really my only gay friend at the moment. I started dating someone new, and I'm wondering if it's weird to ask my friend, coworker, uh, for advice about my new love interest. Being new to all this, it would be nice to have a lesbian uh, I can talk to about things. That makes sense. So... First of all, congrats on dating someone recently out of a relationship who still lives with them because that is literally something that we all do at it's some point. It's a rite point. of passage. Yeah. Uh, I think that's fine. I think um, I've, I've got a little experience with this. So, like, I, you know, sort of dated, like, in a non-committal way, a very good friend of mine for about six months. And, you know, and then we stopped doing that and we each basically immediately found people that we're with now. And it did feel a little strange at first to, like, talk about my girlfriend with her, even though she's a very, very good friend of mine. Um, But I think if you just kind of, in your case, maybe just start kind of small and, like, sort of mention your, you know, the person you're dating here and there and see the reaction. And if, if the reaction is negative, if she is, like maybe seeming a little jealous about it or like whatever, then, then maybe just back off for now. I think that's going to take a little time to be more comfortable. Um, but yeah, you don't have to necessarily right away, like go to work or wherever you hang out with her again and be like, so this, this, and this is happening with this person I'm dating. You can kind of like ease into it and you should be fine. But I can tell you right now, friendships with queer women are fucking crucial and whatever you can do to maintain a good friendship with this person, because ultimately, if you care about her, being friends with her is great. Yeah. You know, my thing is just be very honest with yourself because it's a, it's a matter of circumstance of why you aren't together. Um, so for example, like when I started dating Cecilia, we were both coming out of marriages and there was a point where I thought, is this really a good idea to be doing this? Mm -hmm. Had I said, you know, maybe we should, cool this off because uh, our lives are are kind timing, of messy. Yeah. yeah, and this is just a timing thing. And then she started going on dates and talking to me about it. I It would have made me feel like garbage probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even though she has every right to do that right. like, in that scenario. So, But it's like, as long as you don't still have feelings for this person, like as long as you're yeah. like legit yep. okay with the yep. fact of why you're not seeing each other. And if you're, legit more excited about this new person, then it's mm-hmm. great. It's yeah. fine. If you feel like this person's just like a stopgap and you're really just waiting for the other person to have their life be not messy, mm-hmm. then maybe reevaluate what it is. But just be honest with yourself. But yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong, especially if the other person was the one who put the brakes on things to uh, to be friends and talk to about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I agree. I think uh, if you're doing it just to make the other person maybe also a little bit jealous and win her back, then that's not a good way to yeah. to do that. Yeah, yeah. 100%. I've been in this situation like yep. that as well, and it did not turn out well. No. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think I think there's just something so special about maintaining a good, solid friendship, which is what I've done with the person that I dated briefly. Um, and I wouldn't trade our relationship now for the world. Like, she's fucking awesome, and we're friends, and it's better that way. Yeah, and maybe that maybe that's ultimately what you'll find with your friend is that you are better off apart, or fuck it, I don't know. In two years, maybe it'll you'll connect at the right time. It's it never works if one person is just waiting around for the other one. Yeah, sometimes your paths will cross, and sometimes they won't. But friendship is pretty pretty fucking cool as well. Yeah. So yeah, cool. All right. 
Well, uh, Anik, how can people find where you're performing since you're on tour and how do they follow you on social media? Thanks for asking. <laughs> um, uh, so I have a website where I post all of my shows, more or less. Uh, it's www.aniqueadele, all one word, dot com. And then uh, my Instagram is at Anique Adele. Can you spell it? Yeah. A-N-N-I-C-K-A-D-E-L-L-E. Great. Yeah. Great. Thanks. Thank you for diking out with us. Thanks for having me. Uh, you can follow us on social media, on everything, um, at Diking Out. And if you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on <laughs> Apple Podcasts. We <laughs> appreciate that. Yeah, it helps, um, you know, balance the effect of the occasional hater. Yeah. And um, subscribe to us, all that good stuff. Uh, if you want to get access to extra episodes, we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash out. You can follow me at TGI Carolyn. And I'm at the Sarah York. And dike out with us again soon. Bye. 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 Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.